0: I talk a little bit about some of the things that I love. I also love hydration if I decide to keep this in there. <laughs> To another episode of On Shuffle with Cindy Lee. I am your host, Cindy Lee, your succulent sexologist, bringing you teachable moments so that you can live your best life and stay ready. On this episode, being that it's February, Black History Month, as well as Valentine's Day and some other holidays, I talk about what's going on this month. I talk about celebrating blackness and, of course, love. It is February. January tried to stay, definitely brought their spending a the night bag, but we made it, here we are. Happy Black History Month. To me, February has always been about Black excellence and about love. Black History Month in particular is predominantly celebrated here in the States, but I did notice that it's reached other countries like the UK and Ireland. And of course, shout out to those of us who celebrate blackness across the diaspora, 365 days a year. So for those of you who are on Instagram, and are looking for peak glorious blackness, I highly recommend that you follow my homie Erica Hart at iHeartErica. I'll put the information in my podcast notes. Erica and Ebony for the month of February has released a series they've been curating all month called iHeartBlackHistory. With that, they're showcasing black excellence in all forms from drinking water and reading, to segments on Haiti, and criminalizing trans folks, on colorism, and on fashion. Shout out to all those who participated. Shout out to people like Jewel the Gem, and Jay Mace the Third, and all the other contributors. Yeah, definitely check it out, support the series, support the contributors, either by sharing or sending love donations. What I thought was really beautiful is at the end of each segment, there's additional info like folks' contact information, PayPal, Cash App, and even some additional resources for you to continue to do the work if uh, these are topics that you are interested in and invested in. I think it was really Dope to see that happen, especially in terms of access. I think this is a perfect example of decolonizing work and not in the literal sense of decolonizing because that is also necessary. But in terms of how we disseminate information right in terms of access and people having access to this information when I know for myself when I was younger that there was no access to this, right? Our information came from whoever was in power and who was uh, giving the education. So like with this information, there's no gatekeeping involved. There's no tone policing. There's definitely no respectability politics. They look at Blackness in a myriad of ways and police. I encourage you to look at the photos, too, because there's tons of tenderness and lovely little babies. (sighs) Anyway, speaking of love and loveliness and tenderness, Valentine's Day did just pass. As with many holidays, you know, there's always going to be nuance. I'm always going to bring up the both ends, because that's just how it exists in this world. You know, for example, capitalism always finds its way in. I'm sure there's lots of statistics out there of how much money is spent on things like greeting cards and gifts that are inundated with like very valentine's day themed things i'm sure stores had valentine's day gifts months before february but you already know what that is i also did look up a little bit of the history of it right historically valentine's day has several different origins for what i've read it's not really clearly defined there's a bunch of them but to me it's all rooted in very like Eurocentric holidays which a lot of the holidays that are seen as quote-unquote common in the United States are usually centered around whiteness or Europe in some form or fashion. I read that it came from the Roman holiday Lupercalia which I'd never heard about before reading it and also never heard about it before seeing it in the Netflix version of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. In my head If you saw Sabrina, and if you read up on Lupercalia, and I'll put some stuff in the podcast notes, I think this would also be an amazing theme for a play party, if you're into that kind of stuff, in terms of impact play and selecting partners, but yeah, I'm sure the actual holiday had some type of roots in, like, patriarchy and misogyny, or at least whoever documented the holiday, that shows, right, it gets evident. But yeah, I'll give you some links so that you can go down rabbit holes yourself. I also learned that Black Love Day has been celebrated for a couple of years now on February 13th. And it's clearly a holiday created with the intention of divesting from like imposed Eurocentric holidays that, you know, some people don't engage in. So, you know, I'm here for that. For those of you that know me, you already know that one of my like agreements is not to yuck anyone's yum so i'm going to bring that up into this space here right like we don't have to yuck anyone else to yum it up for ourselves as long as the yums in question are like consensual and not rooted in oppression Uh, then I'm here for it. So whether you're celebrating Valentine's Day, if you're celebrating Black Love Day, if you're celebrating Polyamory Week, which I saw on the interwebs that it was from February 9th to February 15th, I personally didn't see anything else on that. So if that's something that you know, the person who created the or people who created the holiday you know i'd love to know more information about this and support it because love comes in many forms uh what so yeah whether you celebrated polyamory week or whether you celebrated Valentine's day for the folks who are parts of rec lovers or if you've reclaimed valentine's day as single awareness day or if you just they were just regular days for you right or if you're someone that's like i don't celebrate because I celebrate love daily. Great, like you like it, I love it. Whether your notions of love do not align with what society sees as typical, in conclusion, do you. Bask in your joy the way that you want to and do that shit. I think love is a beautiful thing. Um, I'm here for it and I'm going to talk for the rest of the episode about it. one thing i love is language as you've noticed before right the ways that we use language to shape and take power in the ways that we'd like to right how we share this information how we could take control of the narrative using language in different ways right In this particular to express love recently i've been talking a lot about gender neutral language in a lot of the training i do around teachers and educators and folks that are like i'm trying to do this work and noticing that a lot of our language is gendered so with that i think about All the names that I use to talk about the people that I love, and I notice that a lot of them are gender neutral. So when I talk about my lover, lover to me is a gender neutral word, and I think it's beautiful. Some use partner for the same reasons. Some use boo, snickerdoodle. You know, sometimes I call my lover my sugar dumpling. Um, whatever you use to talk about people that you love, right? Like your homie lover friend. I encourage you to take a look at how you talk about the people that you love. What language do you use for them? And can they apply to multiple genders? Are you using language that's gendered? Uh, Why or why not? Like, where does that come from? Something to think about. Uh, Some of us like gendered language. So I'm not swaying you away from that. But if we're talking to large groups of people, especially in the example I mentioned about me doing trainings for folks who are teaching large groups of people. How do, how are we mindful of the language that we use? So yeah, I'd love to hear from you if you wanted to share that with me. So yes, I, I, another thing I love is synchronicity, right? I think about the timing of things that occur and how um, there are no coincidences, At least that's how I believe. Like, I feel like there's messaging and the way things pan out. So I love that Zaya Wade shares with the world her truth this month. So Zaya Wade is the child of Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union. I think a week or two ago, Gabrielle Union posted... This video clip of Dwayne and Zaya having a conversation. I love that she has supportive people in her life. Dwayne Wade, Gabrielle Union, her brother. I'm sure there's lots of others and the tons of people that were in support of her sharing her truth on the interwebs. Uh, there's so much anti-blackness in this world and to see this public display going against the generalization right like there's so much stereotype around the black community being homophobic and transphobic i think it's really beautiful to kind of like push back against that because a lot of times that's put on to us by outside folks in the community and don't get me wrong like that shit exists, but the same way that should exist in every other community but you know to me it's an example of anti-blackness when we like focus in how black folks navigate around this world This should exist and there are people that have suffered it. So does black kinship. So does black community care. I know a lot of folks who've had to suffer at losing blood family, but I've also seen blood family be the most supportive. I've also seen the same people who have lost loved ones who were blood family gain a whole collective of chosen family who support them and who support them in their healing and in their living their most authentic life but yes once again shout out to Zaya, 12 years old so grounded so powerful I will share the clip on my podcast notes but one of my favorite quotes is she says what's the point of being on this earth if you're going to be someone you're not and I just think that's beautiful so yes shout out to zaya and shout out to all the supportive family and shout out to the other zayas out there that now see that representation and feel seen in their truth so yes another thing i love i love self-care right i love myself (laughs) i love self-love I love the journey that got me to this place, right? Despite all the trauma and the not so loved filled things that I have endured or that have happened to me in my life. I'm grateful to be here. I'm here living in love. I'm doing the work that I love with communities that I love in sitting and really reflecting, you know, I've been wanting to do this work, right? I've been wanting to be a sexologist since I was about 14, 15, but let me be clear. I'm not here to say that you have to love you before you can love anyone else. I personally am not on that way of thinking. To me, that's not realistic, and that's not true for a lot of folks, right? Like I can't generalize how folks show up for themselves and the trajectory of what that looks like. I can say that I've loved a lot. And most of the times I can be honest and say I didn't include loving myself, but I continued and I endured and I persevered, right? So and whatever point I decided to love me more, It was only fueled, at least for me, by my love for others right and that's what the caveat like I am still a work in progress Uh, but I can't imagine what it would have been like if I set that as an expectation right if I didn't allow myself to continue to love to discover love for myself on my terms when I was ready for it and it's different for everyone so like I encourage my participants and my clients to explore their love but not to the detriment of the love that they've cultivated for themselves the love that nourishes them whether it's romantic love or not right across gender across orientations whether you're queer or hetero asexual aromantic right whether it's love for your children love for your community love for your for a higher calling right a purpose or your higher self uh, or for particular deities in your spirituality uh, love for your family again dive deep reflect on where you show up for love and with whom And with love, I'm also going to bring up pleasure, right? And how I love pleasure and how it's magnetic. Pleasure can feel amazing. Focusing on pleasure in a world that feels like it demands anything but is just, to me, deeply gratifying and even a little rebellious, which I'm always here for. Um... Pleasure can be its own series of episodes, and maybe that might have to be a thing coming soon. But I mention it because I believe pleasure can be central to our overall wellness, no matter what kind of pleasure. And a, a lot of times in the work that I do, I talk about pleasure and I and I talk about masturbation, right? Because masturbation is a form of pleasure that always comes up <laughs> in my work. It's physical pleasure, but it could also be emotional and spiritual for a lot of folks. It, it's a way to explore your body it's a way to become familiar with your needs and with your desires whether you want to communicate them to partners or not like that doesn't have to be the goal it could just be just for you to feel satisfied and satiated and lastly if you didn't know from before you're new to me and new to this show i really love music music is in my bones music is my everything i love 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 it even when it comes to music, I stay on shuffle. Some people may be annoyed by it, but you know, I'm here for it, it's, it's for me, it's my joy. So, so I love music so much so that from now on, I will be ending episodes with a song. And no, I'm not singing, <laughs> that's, that's private stock. Not everybody gets that, it's exclusive. <laughs> and no I'm not gonna play it because I don't know copyright so if you are if you know your way around copyright law and how that works for podcasting let me know (laughs) but until then I'm just gonna share a random song with y'all and encourage y'all to have a listen whether you've heard it or not let me know what comes up for you I also am into like examining lyrics so if that's something that tickles your pickle do that right join me in that uh, and i'm gonna call this segment succulent selector because deep down there's a dj in me that's wanting to be free <laughs> so this is how i satiate that need so for this episode i'm going to bring up this song by roe james right he's a singer writer from New York City. Well, this song crossed my mind and it's one of the songs that I'm really into by Roe, and it's called Permission. So I encourage you to look it up in whatever legal ways that exist to have a listen. It, it To me, it's just a sexy way to have a teachable moment around consent. So I encourage you to have a listen, let me know what you think. If you've heard it already, let me know, you know what it does to your spirit. Is that one of your faves? Is it on your uh, baby making playlist? Even for folks who don't make babies, right? It's, is it one of your sexy time songs? So yeah, (laughs) thank you so much for listening to On Shuffle with Cindy Lee. Uh, for podcast notes, updates, and more, please check out my website at cindyleealvez.com. It's my whole government. Uh, my last name is spelled A-L-V as in Victor, E-S as in Sam. Stay great, y'all. Love, love, love.